This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Brian McWhorter. And what would you say is your primary role in the line dance community? <laughs> now? Um, I actually don't travel that much anymore. However, uh, I used to travel and choreograph a lot uh, in the past. Hmm. So currently I'm edging back into the line dance community and and trying to get back in a little bit more. Um, More so as a hobby now where years ago when I did it, I wanted it to be my everything. Hmm. So, Hmm. Which, uh, Which dances of yours might we recognize? Uh, yes, You Won't, mm-hmm. uh, that I co-choreographed with Johanna Barnes. Floor Filla, that I co-choreographed with Cody Stevens. Um, I choreographed a dance called Gravity that did pretty well. Um, Mandolin Dreams, Imagine. Um, those are just to name a few. Okay. And you mentioned you wanted this to be your everything. Yeah. This sounds like something that you uh, you have been doing for a while and you're very passionate oh, about. Oh, yeah. What, what is the story from... Uh, your first introduction to line dance. To line dance. To the present. And how old were you? Oh, yes, and, and um, as Megan asks, uh, how old were you? Uh, I was really young. I actually started uh, line dancing at home with my mom. Um, she would try to learn off the videos, you know. Oh, well, VHS. I don't know if you remember what that oh, was. Yeah. Um, yeah, you seem like a pretty techie guy. You can figure that out, right? Um, but my mom used to used to dance at home, learning off the videos, and I just kind of picked up on it and really enjoyed it um and then as some time went on my parents uh one day took me out for ice cream because I did my chores and this local ice cream parlor was actually hosting a line dance class on this little wooden stage like little pavilion out in the middle of the country in nowhere in upstate New York and I fell in love with it after we went to that first class, I continued going, and eventually my parents took over actually running the class. Um, we relocated it from that, that little ice cream shop to our local fire station, um, and then I really started my dance career there. Um, and the very first line dance I ever choreographed, I was 13 years old, and it was called the Firehouse Boogie, because that's where I danced the firehouse and that was actually published in country dance lines magazine which was a magazine that was around back in the day um we're talking like mid 90s so it's pretty cool when did you know that you were a lifer um you know immediately yeah i mean i think it has to do with passion you know and if you uh, if you're really passionate about something, it's there's no decision on whether or not it's going to be a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I didn't dance anymore, like I, I still dance somewhat, um, and I just started to again locally, but I really haven't been traveling and teaching a lot in the past seven to eight years or so. Mm. Um, but it doesn't mean that I haven't loved it or enjoyed it and there's still so much about it that just it's part of me it's part of my DNA it's who I am mm. where have you traveled like before you took your hiatus where were some of the places that you had been touring um I mean I've 
taught all over the United States. Uh, I've been on um, a couple of cruises to uh, Bahamas. I've gone to Mexico. Um, taught in Canada, of course. I've taught in England and Japan. Wow. Yes. And uh, in the time since you've been on hiatus to, to now, have you seen any changes? Have you looked at the ballrooms and been like, whoa, this is, this is different from the way we used to do things? Um, I mean, with the hiatus, I still did go to a couple of events here and there. So it's not really a shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that we do now are pretty progressive compared to what we used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean... Not even, I mean, I'm going way back now, thinking about when when Guyton first came on the scene and and how different um, his choreography was from everything. And it's, I consider it a normal progression in line dance. Before uh, we started this whole, like, funky era, we used to do, like, cha-chas and nightclubs and, like, every dance we learned was a nightclub and, you know line dancing kind of goes through those phases um and i don't know what i would consider this phase but i like what's out there i like what's being done now Mm -hmm. i mean it keeps it going so anything that keeps dance going and alive i'm okay with Mm -hmm. and have you co-choreographed with a lot of people you mentioned a couple of them um i i i mean a handful Mm -hmm. not not a lot but um the floor filla and yes you want were two of my biggest dances that I co-choreographed. What draws you to a co-choreographer? How, do, how does that process work for you? Um, this was going way back now because uh, both of the dances that I choreographed with other folks, it was back in the early 2000s. Um, and really for me, it starts with friendship. Knowing a person and knowing how they dance, hearing a piece of music and getting that spark in your brain of, hey, you know, you could picture this person dancing to this music and then kind of working on that together and collaborate and make something that's truly amazing. Um, For instance, this weekend, uh, I'm going to be teaching Yes You Won't. I hadn't even sent the step sheet in to teach that dance um but i am teaching older dances and not all of them are mine um but i was really shocked when i first looked at the the schedule for this weekend and yes you won't was on there and apparently it was by request so i think it's a great thing i mean the dance yes you won't was choreographed in 2001 um so we're looking at a dance that's 17 years old and it's still being done. Um, I know uh, people tell me all the time, and I absolutely love when people share their stories about them doing my dances and how much they love them and how, you know, everybody in their classes love the dances and it just makes them feel so good. That is what it's all about. Um, And Yes You Won't has been able to do that for 17 years it's so strange because I'm only 22 so (laughs) um, no uh, but it's it's amazing I love it obviously it's part of who I am what what do you suppose gives a dance that kind of longevity you know it it's almost like cooking Hmm. it's a recipe Hmm. and 
you can try to replicate a recipe, but it's not always going to work exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the right music, the right style, and the right people choreographing the dance. Not just speaking of my own dances, but other dances that have made it for years as well. Um, I think that those are important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you know, being out there, traveling, going to events, going to local classes, um, and teaching as many people as possible to dance. But, I mean, listen, if you look at my website, you'll see, A, I haven't updated it in a while. Update's coming. Uh, but also, I've choreographed a lot of stuff, and a lot of stuff that no one has ever heard or done. Which is okay, because I understand that it's not about quantity now, it's about quality. When I was really just beginning to start choreographing and and try to get my name out there, I wanted to choreograph to every piece of music, you know? And, And when I grew up, I matured, I took a step back and was like, I really want to choreograph to songs because they make me feel a certain way. Um, one of my favorite dances that I've choreographed was Mandolin Dreams. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, but it goes to uh, a track by, um, and of course, right now I'm going to have brain fart with that and not remember the... Um, Nickel Creek. Mm. So it has a very bluegrass feeling to it. Um, and when you do the dance and the way that the dance flows with the music, it's a perfect marriage in my mind. I'm not saying that the dance is perfect and that somebody else couldn't have done the same thing or better, but it was the right recipe. You know, it was the right time, it was the right music, and that dance is another one of the dances that I've choreographed that just has lived on. So it's great. And you've done other work in line dance beyond choreography. What can you tell us about your other ventures in the, in, in the line dance world? Oh, uh, are we talking about instructing or... Well, there's that. I, mean, I, I was also <laughs> thinking about maybe some of your multimedia um, <laughs> Oh, way back in the day. Yeah, way, we're talking, oh, gosh, 2001, 2002. Uh, I used to host an online radio show called The Line Dance Countdown. Mm-hmm. And I would um, partner with Carol Craven in her newsletter. Um, and I would basically play uh, however long the show was I think it was around 45 minutes um, to where I would talk about the dances um, and count them down from 10 down to 1 mm-hmm. so it's cool um, and I used to update that pretty regularly so it was a weekly thing since Carol's newsletter came out weekly um, but unfortunately um, as life happens things change and that wasn't something that I was able to continue doing so Mm -hmm. but it's cool because now you're like the next generation of that Mm -hmm. and I love it oh referring to line dance podcast on (laughs) move radio move hyphen radio.com I love it 
what, what do you suppose, uh, I mean, for you to even have that idea back then, um, you must have seen that there was, if not like a, a need for it, then maybe um, a curiosity that people might have about it. Is there anything that you see as sort of an unfilled void in line dance now, like something like that? Or uh, are there other projects that you would like to see somebody pick up that it might maybe nobody's even thinking about doing, but you've thought about doing in the last seven, eight years? Um, I, I don't know how this would even work, mm. but I love the idea of podcast, um, and I like like video blogging and things like that. I'd like to see somebody really get into like doing a video blog from events, mm. not just a live stream or uh, a recording and then posting it on Facebook, like actually doing a blog of their time at this event. Mm. Um, I just think that, that would be a cool idea. Um, kind of mix the, the audio and the video together a little bit. Mm. Um, and kind of put, a lot of people don't know what some instructors look like. Maybe they've never met them before. Maybe there's somebody out there, I'm sure, that has heard my name, has done my dances, has no idea who I am, and it hasn't clicked yet mm-hmm. who I am. That actually happens a lot. Mm. You have people that come up to you and they're like, oh, I've done your dance for years and, and I love Mandolin Dreams or whatever the dance is. But uh, I love this dance. It's one of my favorites. We do it every week. And it, I just realized that's your dance. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we've been dancing now for years and you just realized that that dance that you've been loving for years came from me. Mm. That's an amazing feeling. Mm. It's all about the feeling for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the feeling that I get um, when I see the joy that my dances bring to other people. There's nothing more amazing than getting up on stage in front of a thousand people and teaching them all how to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then if you can take a step back from there, and um, I know I keep going back to Mandolin Dreams, but that the dance has a very uh, distinct sound and flow to it that you almost don't even need music. Mm. Because when you get an entire floor full of people, especially a hardwood floor, and I'm not saying that people have to be really rough and, and stomp and do a lot of things like that, but the the basic progression of the dance, it's amazing. And it it's weird. It's, it warms my heart. Mm. It's so nerdy, I know. I get it. But I totally understand. Megan yeah. off in the distance says... Uh, oh, I get it. I totally understand. Mm. Are there other so. instructors who give you that feeling when you're in their classes or doing their dances? Uh, we're just consistently, like, you, you go, whatever they're teaching, you, you know you're going to have a good time just going and sitting on the sidelines. You know, again, since I haven't been traveling so much in the past seven, eight years, mm-hmm. um, things have changed from that perspective. But I remember um, when I was pretty fresh coming into the, to the line dance world... 
uh, as far as events are concerned and getting to meet some of the big name instructors. Uh, when I first met John Robinson and Jamie Marshall and Max Perry, Kathy Miotti, James Gregory, Gene Gar, uh, of course, Scott Blevins, I actually met him years after I had met a, a bunch of the other uh, instructors that traveled. Joe Thompson, of course. Uh, and I was always mesmerized by them and the way that they did what they did. And that's what actually drew me into the instruction part because I just loved what they did and I wanted to be like them. I didn't want to be them. I didn't want to mimic them. I wanted to take some of the best parts of each of them and create who I am as an instructor. Um, but, I mean, of course, you know, if you're going into John Robinson's class, you're going to have a great time. Um, but I think each instructor has their own, like, feel mm -hmm. for everything that they do. And, and that feeling uh, for their, their instruction is consistent with each instructor, but they're all different, mm -hmm. which is cool. Is there anything that you find to be signature for yourself? Like I know with <laughs> I'm way more nervous than everybody thinks. Always. Always. Even getting out there and doing demos. I am so nervous. Huh. Yep. You know, it's surprising. If you listen to some of these interviews, you get that a lot. There are a lot yeah. of shy people of mind dance. You would not think that they, I, I they am, are like that. I am a very shy person. I don't deal well with large crowds, <laughs> but you throw me, you know, a good piece of music with an awesome dance, and I don't care if there's 5,000 people on that dance floor. It's a completely different world, mm -hmm. and I love it. Like a bubble almost. Yeah. We were yeah. just talking with Darren Bailey about his bubble Yeah, when he dances. Yeah. Like, nobody is watching, nobody's around, he's just feeling it. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know, I, I understand that, mm -hmm. and... I envy that in some ways, but I also love to almost make contact with those that are watching. Mm. Like a lot of times you can see me make eye contact with somebody who's off the floor mm. and like I'll play around with them while I'm dancing and like Megan's put on naughty. a show. Yeah. I love doing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like you've never done it before. Never. So. Never. Not, not ever. <laughs> um... I just, I like doing that. It's it's part of my, I guess, goofy and quirky personality. Um, I, I mean, a lot of people tend to to say that I'm a lot like John mm. in that perspective. I always like to put on a show. Mm. I'm weird like that, I guess. Mm. Every night's show night, right? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they need that. You know, the folks who are on the side and they're all sweaty, but they don't want to go to sleep yet. Mm -hmm. they, they also don't want to feel like they're missing anything. But mm -hmm. if they stick around and nothing's happening on the floor, people are just kind of going through motions, then they aren't really missing anything. So you want to give them that feeling, like, you know, it's good that you stayed up mm -hmm. because this song's coming up. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a good time. You know, and it's funny because late night in the main ballroom is some of the oldest dances they're classics mm -hmm. and 
they shouldn't be forgotten, Mm-mm. which is another reason why I'm doing nothing but teaching older dances here this weekend is because not saying that new music and new choreography isn't great because it is because that's what helps us grow and and change right but there's so many dances out there i came from the day when when you choreographed a dance you got to email it to somebody but there wasn't a website to get the step description there wasn't a video online people used to call my landline to ask me questions about my dance that was so exciting as a kid like i'm 15 years old and somebody's calling me from another state or or in some cases they're trying to contact me from another country to to maybe seek clarification or to get ideas around a different song or it's so so cool to have that that feeling and and I feel like that's lost today because I can choreograph a dance right now, type up a step description, and in 15 minutes have it online and done. And you kind of miss that that novelty. I feel like that's why dances actually used to last longer as hit dances back in the day because there weren't as many coming out. There weren't as many choreographers. There weren't as many people traveling and doing this stuff. So as, you know, the internet became a, a bigger presence um, with our dance communities, in some way it's it's really brought us together as a, a line dance world. Um, but there's just something you know about that novelty of not able to have that stuff at your fingertips Charlotte Skeeters mentioned uh, during a recent interview that we did how that was one of the really exciting things back in the day for when the Australians would come over to San Francisco and vice mm-hmm. versa when San Francisco and like Bay Area people would go over to Australia yep. because they would bring all their step sheets with them oh, yeah. and they would trade and be like oh thank goodness we have <clears throat> new dances oh yeah <laughs> yeah like completely take all uh, I can't really say all technology but um, to make it extreme take your phone away take your computer away take your iPads or whatever you use to browse the internet and write a step description and then figure out how you have to get information from you to somebody else but you don't get to travel to see them all the time or uh, you know you have to send it through snail mail like it's crazy the second dance that I choreographed um, Santa Claus Boogie guess what it was a Christmas dance Mm. Um, and it was uh, published in Line Dancer magazine Mm -hmm. in 1996 Mm. December issue and it's just the feeling of what that was like back then and what it is like today is completely different. Mm. And I don't know if it's just because I'm older, mm. you know, still 22, but mm. um, no, uh, I don't know if it's because of that, but it was much harder to get things out. And if you didn't have people out there kind of, you know, helping you along, like these things wouldn't have happened for me. Mm. 
the first line dance that I had published in Country Dance Lines magazine, I didn't send in that information. Of course, I was like 13. Um, but one of um, one of the fellow students in my class did, um, and she just took it upon herself, didn't ask me for anything except for the step description, and she sent it into the magazine and they published it. Hmm. Like, a lot of these things happened not by my own accord. Like, I didn't ask for them to be done. People did them because they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when Santa Claus Boogie was published, Max Perry and Kathy Hignotti actually sent that step description into Line Dancer for them to uh, review it and consider it for their December issue mm-hmm. um, that year. Which is so cool, like, because at that time... Um, they were some of the biggest names on the dance circuit mm-hmm. traveling all the time and it was just so awesome what are it. some of those other classics of theirs like I know we did uh, Do Your Thing last night which was uh, oh, Max yeah. and Kathy uh, and, yep, and, and Barry models. and Darian right. are there yep. other classics that you think are just so much fun you used to have a blast doing them at events and you don't see them as often uh, but we should bring them back uh, oh, I've actually started my own Apple Music playlist mm. of classic dances. Please, so I'll have divulge. To share that. Yes, I'll have to share that with you. I actually, I'll have to look at it right now. Yes, I know go I started, right ahead. Read I down the putting list. Putting some things in there um, a couple of days ago. Mm. Let's see what we got. For those of you who are listening to the. The airtime in between words. We are here at the Big Bang Dance Classic in Charlotte, North Carolina. It is day two of four. Uh, we're here for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and flying out Sunday, but the event will be continuing on Sunday. Awesome. So I found a couple. Yes. Because um, I literally just started this a few days ago. Um, I know that... Uh, Maurice is teaching SXE ah, this, this weekend, which is another classic. Um, one of my other favorites would be Jukebox by uh, Joe Thompson, Joe Thompson yeah. of course. Um, and then um, we did Swing Your Chains. Mm-hmm. Was that last night yep. we did that? Um, and then um, I actually have Do Your Thing on this list, which we also did last night. And... Um, for the life of me I've got the the song right in front of my face but I can't remember American Pop oh Michelle Burton we got yes. to do that at uh, Palm yep. Springs shake your groove thing yeah um, another one of those like amazing dances and it fits so well to the music and people forget about them um, another one that I have on this list actually I have to add New Flow on there we That's tend to do one. these like late at night at dance events, um, but I would like to see them done as you know a teach at some of these events. So that way, because there's a lot of people who have just started learning or coming to events mm-hmm. since those dances have kind of been here and gone. Mm-hmm. Was it Fitz? I believe it was Fitz where Rachel actually retaught New Flow. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. And bringing it back for an event is good, but, I mean, bring it to a few events. Because not everybody gets to go to the same event. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there are plenty of people that learned it there 
new, but if somebody was teaching it here, let's say, there's still going to be people here that haven't learned it yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe people that haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, this one, I'm really going to forget the name of the dance. Um, what is the song? If You're Getting Down by Five. Black Ice, or Black Ick 3, yeah. depending how yes. you look at the title. Black Ice. Yeah, Icy and then the number three. Amazing dance. And I actually just retaught it to myself about a week and a half, two weeks ago. We should do it tonight. Um, oh, we should definitely do it tonight. Yes. Yeah, that's one of my favorite dances. I mean, I remember when that was brand new. We it still do it at uh, Stoney's Rock and Rodeo in that's Sacramento. Awesome. It's a, like a that's, regular dance. There and it's so a awesome. graduate. And and that's the that's the cool thing. Like you have these places that like these little pockets of places where people do these dances that are the classic dances. But there's so many other people out here that are missing out on those classic dances. Kind of take it for granted that because you do it locally that everybody knows it. Right. And not everybody knows it. And it's funny because they're like mostly college kids or maybe you know early 20s. They don't know that it's a classic. They just know, oh yeah, this one's fun. I like this one. Uh-huh. And they just, you know, they tell their friends, you should learn this one. But it's that's a good the, one. that's the music mm-hmm. though. You know, and, and when that dance was choreographed, it was a real like turning point mm. for um, line dance because... You know, things had just really started to uh, ramp up with the the crossover from country to non-country um, choreography, and and it's I just I remember it like it was yesterday taking that that class for the first time. Mm-hmm. Love that dance. Are there others on there as well? Uh, no, that was that was a, it was a very short list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good start, but but yeah, and that's exactly what it was. It was a start, mm-hmm. um, but this is. Maybe something that that I can um, create uh, on Apple Music and share out. That would um, be great. Or Spotify. Yeah. No, we both use Spotify. Um, create the playlists on there, and then we can just share them out. Definitely. It would and be cool. Could, and if anyone has any suggestions, obviously, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do collaborative playlists as well yeah. on, uh, on Spotify, where if you put it up in the newsletter and say, hey, anybody have any classics you want to add to this? We can all play it yeah. in our car. It's awesome. Ooh. I love it, because I just... You know, I've done these dances for years, but I still love the music, and I just pop in my headphones, and I could just jam along all day long. Are there any songs on your wish list to either choreograph or have somebody else choreograph, where you're like, oh, I want to hit all of these things, that I but I don't know if I'm the one <clears throat> to do it? Yeah, I've been, I've been toying with some music. I've actually, I have a song that I, I know for a fact is not on anyone's radar, unless... I put it on their radar. Interesting. Um, it's by um, an artist out of Canada, Blake McGrath. He was on, uh, I think, one of the, like, not Idol or I don't remember what it was. It, it was like America's Got Talent. Oh, no, you know what? It was voice. no. It was so you think you can dance? Oh, Canada. Hmm. Um, and. I don't remember if he won, but he, he came close if he didn't. Um, but he has some pretty good music out there. Blake McGrath is his name, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna oh. leak the name of the the song. That's all right. It's it's one of those songs that you wouldn't expect. Interesting. Okay. Fun. Slow, but intricate. Hmm. So, yeah. 
Yeah, do you have any questions for Brian, Miss Megan? I'll pass the mic over. <laughs> um, I do have a, a few. You might have already covered some of it. Um, because I'll try you, not to repeat myself. Because you um, started at such a young age, yeah. was there one or two particular um, idols, as you put it, um, <laughs> that you really just... you? you fell in love with immediately and you just like followed all of their work and if there was an event mm-hmm. that they were going to be at that you wanted to be at it or that really just oh, inspired you definitely definitely and who um, would they be first one on my list would be somebody that you probably heard of before her name is joe thompson yeah i mean maybe um, once or twice <laughs> she I, I remember i taught um at a workshop with her one year um, out in the middle of the Catskills in upstate New York. And I hadn't been teaching very long. I, it might have been like my second event. But I got to uh, demo. Actually, we, we danced in the, the show. And we just did Backstreet Attitude. Okay. I think that's what it was. But it was just the two of us. Oh, man, I was on cloud nine for, like, <laughs> the next ten years. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. She has that effect. Yeah. Still to this day. <laughs> yes. God, I have no idea what it is, but... It's the Joe she knows, factor. She knows, she knows she has it, though. She knows She's, she has that factor. It's the Joe factor. Um, and I would... Now, this does not go any further than here. Okay, yeah, no. Please, nobody tell him. <laughs> Unfortunately, it would be Scott Blevins. Okay. Um, and I say that jokingly, obviously. Um, I used to, when I was really like traveling a lot uh, and teaching on the circuit, I used to learn all of his dances. And then if he wasn't at an event, I would teach his dances. Nice. That's where most people learned them. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> That's where everybody learned them. What are you talking about? Right? Right? No. Um, but that was... They would be the two like that I was like, oh, I got to go learn this dance because I've got some workshops coming up that I need to have some good material. And I always knew, you know, obviously, if I'm going to be teaching a Scott Blevins dance that my floor is going to be packed. So I'm no fool. Right. I'm no fool. Right. Yep. Um, so because you started when you were so young as well, was there anybody that gave you a piece of advice that just stuck with you, that just helped you through the nerves or, like, when you're stuck on a dance that you can't quite grasp while you're choreographing? Was there any piece of advice that someone just helped give you that just you feel like you need to share with anybody? Hmm. I have to think back on that one. It's been a while. Um, you know... I would probably have to say Max Perry in the very beginning. Uh, Max and Kathy, because of course you know they were they were always together at events, and and they were the first two that really took me under their wing and, and tried to push me along and, and help me get started. Um, you know, and they as much as possible tried to convey to a very, very extremely, you have no idea how eager I was as a choreographer (laughs) and a wannabe instructor. Um, And they 
they really tried to just paint the picture for me of what it could be like. And that picture went way further than anything they they could have even imagined. Um, so I know it's not really specific no, like no, you wanted, no. No, but, it's good, um, but I mean, they were the first two that really tried to, you know, give me a little nudge and push me off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I like the idea of, of just in general, overall, yeah. hey, dream big. It's okay. You can do yeah. it. Yeah. So. And, and again, like they didn't want to paint the picture of what it was going to look like for me because what it looked like for me is going to be different than them, you know, um, individually. But it's, it was good to dream big. You know, it's weird because, you know, outside of line dance community, like, if you think about it, it's really weird to have your name be kind of a household name in this community. So if you remove yourself from the community and you just think about the fact that a lot of people know who I am and their families know who I am and they've seen me dancing on YouTube or whatever, it's it's kind of like baffling, like yes. mind-boggling. It's really cool though. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, li- I like the idea that we have friends all across the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's such a neat idea. It's like... Because where else would you get that? Oh, I'm sure that there are things that we can't... (laughs) haven't even thought of. Uh, But, yeah, I... We're all part of the same community, but we're from all different walks of life. You know, different areas of the world, speak different languages... Uh, and it's it's so cool it's so gratifying you know when you when you go online and you I mean I've obviously never done this but when you google yourself and you find people in another country that are doing your dance and you don't understand anything that's written because it's not English yeah <laughs> and, and you know even though I'm half French Canadian I don't know French um, and my mom would obviously prefer that I knew both, but um, nope, none, I didn't really pick up on it. But uh, it's pretty cool to see everything in, in a different country and people doing your dance and nothing being lost in translation. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. Definitely. Um, one of the last things I wanted to ask before I hand the mic back over to Chris is um, now that you've, I guess, well, you said you had, well, you weren't completely gone from the scene, but now that you're a little bit more into it, um, what are some of the things that you're doing to refamiliarize yourself with um, all the different changes and everything? Well, um, I'm trying to uh, get a, a local class here in Charlotte set up, um, and then uh, I've actually partnered with some local instructors here as well, and trying to just get get my feet wet again. You know, like, there's been so much time between 
when I used to travel and now. And I used to do all of the intermediate advanced dances and I didn't really do a lot of the easier dances. And now I'm taking time to learn those easier dances and get back into it again. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of using this, this strategy where I'm, I'm working locally to see what people are doing. But also, uh, obviously, I have friends all over Facebook and, and all over the Internet that um, I see what other people are doing. Um, it's very overwhelming coming back, like trying to figure out what do I learn? What should I learn? Um, you know, so if you guys have any suggestions, feel free to let me know. Oh, Will yeah. do. Uh, a couple final questions for you. Uh, one, what's a good way that people can get in contact with you uh, if they had follow-up questions for you online? Um, my email is probably one of the best ways to contact me, um, which is really easy. It's my first and last name at me.com. At me.com? Me.com. Uh, how do you spell yeah. Brian McWhorter? <laughs> it's B-R-Y-A-N-M-C-W-H-E-R-T-E-R at me.com. And that's M-E. Yes. Okay, correct. The, the M-E. Okay. Uh, also. Or um, Gmail. They actually go to the same place. So. Oh, also good. See? Um, I am curious also if you had a, say, large billboard, for for example. some or some podcast. Or a podcast. Some way that many people, many line dancers throughout the world uh, could see a message that you plaster on it and uh, and just kind of give them to think about or to, to consider doing, what would you want to put out there for everyone to see and, uh, and uh, digest? You know, just dream big is, is sticking out in my, my brain, obviously, because we were just talking about it. Um, you know, it's not necessarily something that I want people to, to think about, I guess. We are family. Dance is family. We may not even know each other yet. So. All right. And then now, Simple. one final question. What dance would you recommend everyone go out and learn right now? Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, um, nice and easy question for you. Yeah. Pick yeah, a top perfect. 17 if you'd like. Um, goodness. Yeah, it could be yours. So it could be yours, it could be somebody else's, it could be old, it could be new. Um, well, obviously I want everyone to learn as much of my stuff as possible. Um, <laughs> gosh, that is such a hard question. Such a hard question because there's so many great dances out there. Um, and I'm just going to have to spit out one of my all-time favorites. Have fun, go mad. Uh. Oh. I think that one's leading the polls. So I think far. so. It's so many, so many folks um, from various eras of line dance have recommended Half Fun Go Mad. It's so before its time. Like, before we even got to all the, the non country music and everything, like, that dance is just, it's definitely a classic and going on my list. Right now, as we speak. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you get ready for your upcoming teach in uh, about ten minutes or so. Cool. Yeah. That's on yeah. our list to learn cool. as well. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for for joining us on Line Dance Podcast. Thank you and for having me. Our pleasure. Until next time, we will see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.